Hello lovelies, welcome to Rants and Casual Converse with Tug, aka R-A-C-C-W-T, and I'm your host, Tug. If it's your first time listening to this podcast, then yay, you just found yourself the perfect Rants and Gist Corner. And if you're confused as to what the R-A-C-C-W-T stands for, it simply stands for Rants and Casual Convo with Tug. Hmm. Being a human being in this country is quite tough. The general idea of existing in Nigeria is a roller coaster of ups and downs. And at this point, the ups are the downs are beginning to outweigh the ups. Everything is almost not working right in this country. Every day there's a new news about something going wrong, about a tragedy. Mostly just negative stories circulating in the country. And it's hard surviving in this country. And I'm sure at this point, even the animals are finding it quite hard to survive. As people are no longer wasting food and throwing away excess food again for the animals. The only entity that wouldn't be finding it hard to survive in this country has to be the weather. Because like they say, Nigeria is one country blessed with good weather condition. I guess that's something we ought to be grateful for right on a regular day i'm an unemployed graduate and mind you it's not like i do not want to be employed what average nigerian wouldn't want to have a source of income or a well-paying job i've always loved the idea of an office job i've sent almost a thousand or even ten thousand applications at this point okay i think i'm exaggerating but I've sent out a lot of applications. I don't know if you can relate, but I've, I've typed a lot. I've sent a lot of CV. I've even gone to submit a lot of CV to some organizations. But I believe one of these days, I get a good paying job that pays me, let's say, something around six figures. <laughs> well, please, I'm allowed to dream, I beg. Besides, they say do not limit your dream. Who knows? Anything can happen. But I can't wait for the day where I have a good paying job. I have something to wake up to every morning and be like, even if I know at the long run it's going to get stressful. But at least I have a sense of purpose then. Well, like the, like the new motto in Nigeria now is, there's no job anywhere, so get yourself a hand job. Become an entrepreneur. And mind you, I do have a hand job. I've gone to learn how to make palm slippers. For both male and female. And I can say I'm quite good at it. At least, so people tell me. But one thing they don't often speak about is that it is literally a war zone trying to get yourself a customer base. Especially if you are someone like me that doesn't really have contact. Now I know how to make shoes. I know how to make palm slippers for both male and female. Now the new challenge is convincing people that they should bring their money to me let me give them good products good quality products and it's like it's, a, it's another hard thing because you get comments like uh you're a girl how can you tell me that you know how to make palm slippers please drop the gender thing already making shoe making is not restricted to gender it's not a male or a female thing anybody willing to learn it can easily learn it and there's also the thing of people down pricing your market. I 
will I tell you that something is worth 7,000? And you'll be telling me, can't it go for 2,000? Well, being a good salesperson, it's quite, it's quite tough oh, because through it all, you have to smile and try to reason with them. Logically, even when they are being unreasonable. But then, I just pray that one of these days, but I'm trying to be very positive about the whole thing. I believe sooner or later, sooner preferably, my shoemaking business will kick up and become a big brand. Lord, the dog brand. You just watch out and see. I will be shocking you. Okay, calm down. Probably won't be shocking anybody. I'll just be making good for myself. But then, I believe this shoemaking thing is going to blow up very soon. Don't worry. Most days, life can be quite thoughtful, <laughs> sad, lonely, and even very depressing. But it still doesn't take away the fact that we we'll have some not so bad days, some happy days. Overall, they say we should be grateful for the life we have. Well, I am grateful for the life I have, and I'm still praying to improve it and have a better life. I want to have the baby girl lifestyle able to afford what I want by myself, have a good paying job, and have a side hustle. That brings me good money too. And, but a lot of days, I believe I suffer from thinking I'm not good at anything. Even when I get confirmation from people that I'm good at certain, and even when it's obvious that I'm actually doing something nice with whatever it is I'm doing. But then, I just discovered that there's a name for what I suffer from. drum rolls brace yourself for it well it's simply called the imposter imposter syndrome it explains itself already when people tell you you are good enough at what you do and then you believe ah it can't be me i'm not that good i just lying to me you begin to feel like an imposter but then i pray one of these days i'll be able to overcome this syndrome and believe I am actually good at what I am doing. And also suffer from a very poor coping mechanism. I never knew it was a coping mechanism, and I still don't believe it's a coping mechanism. It was someone that pointed it out to me and called me out on it and said, I tend to laugh almost so much, and even at the slightest situation. But then I know I'm not a crazy person. I am not crazy. I believe I'm not crazy. And person was like, even when the situation doesn't call for it, when it stands and even when it's solemn and doesn't even give room for a smile I could practically find something to laugh about now that I'm actually talking about it it seems quite weird but then aren't we all weird is the country not moving weird but then I know I'm not crazy it's just something in my nature I will just try to work on it and tune it down a bit but who will you even blame for having such a coping mechanism in this country we are living in? I beg, free me, please. So, one of those days that I find myself bored out of my brain. Well, I'm usually almost always bored out of my brain these days. So, I decided to take a walk and find a new movie plug. Then, I met someone that I could get movies from. And I came across this series with a very long title. And... Just chill for me to recite the title out for you. The woman in the house, across the street, from the girl in the window. Okay. I'm sure I will need to repeat myself again. 
because like i said the title was very long the woman in the house across the streets from the girl in the window <laughs> okay that's it but when i came across this title i was like why so long and before you jump into conclusion it is not a nigerian movie shocking right okay maybe not so shocking it's an it's an american miniseries but couldn't they have made it a bit shorter or brief us too long for my liking but then being me that i am and being the movie watcher that I, movie watcher that i am or whatever i think that's a wrong statement but then who cares sue me please i still decided to go go ahead and watch the series hmm. so yes i took my time to watch the series it's just a season with eight episodes and it's a netflix series the series is actually a parody of the woman in the house no yeah okay not not the woman in the house a parody of the woman in the window which is almost the which is almost as exact as the series woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window because i actually did take my time to after watching the series to watch the movie itself yeah i'm just jobless what do you expect from an unemployed person well the series has elements of dark comedy maybe thriller even but then they didn't meet up to my expectations of thrillers but mostly it's a parody of mystery psychological thriller and a poor attempt at satire the main character in the series is one lady called Kristen Bell I don't know if you guys are familiar with that but she has she has a few numbers of good movies though and she cast as an Whitaker in the series and like I said earlier the series and okay I didn't say it earlier but the series is an adaptation of a book with the title I think the woman in the house it's like a book series with different the woman or the girl versions or whatever the show mm, has element of dark comedy too and it's more of a parody spoof but I can assure you the producers definitely thought they made a satire a very banging satire at that so it does this parodying of the genre satire it struggles a lot to be fun sometimes and certain scenes just feel like they're trying too hard to do what i don't even understand but then it doesn't take away the fact that there were some good aspects to the series at some point i felt the eighth episode were too exaggerated and should have been shorter it felt unnecessarily dragged but netflix once again said no why not stress the audience what do we have audience for if not give them longer series with unnecessary stretched out scenes to watch are they not our audience at the end of the yes they are that's things they was and do we have a choice we watched it <laughs> but mind you i did not watch it on the netflix app like i said i got it from a friend but you could easily stream the series on netflix app if you have the app i i I can assure you it's not a total waste of time. There are some fun aspects to the series. Hmm. But that's that's that the tagline of the movie is when it rains it pours. As in the pause there is not for rain, not literally for the rain. It's for the fact that Anne, the main character, is practically a drunk. And 
every scene, every scene that she appears in. Zena, she has had a glass of wine. And the glass of wine is not like a glass of wine, a glass of wine. It's like a bottle of wine that she had poured in a glass and fused up the glass. Or she's about having a glass of wine. Man. Well, Anna Anne is practically a drunk. And to that fact, it was overly drunk. There are stops that could have made me laugh in the series, but then it just felt flat. And the series, just like the woman in the window, the main character's name is also Anne. Ugh, shoots me, please. Couldn't they have done something different? I get the idea was just to make a replica of the movie. But then they could have they could have put in a bit of an effort. Well, man, that's that's that, Jerry. Anne is most times in a bathrobe and is always drinking. She has, she, I believe in the course of the series, she had drank more than 12 crates of wine to the point of having a bowl full of wine corks. Like, that's the cover of the wine. She has a bowl, a sort of souvenir on her table with a lot of wine corks on it. And, and the main character lost her family and always has flashbacks and vivid hallucinations. From the start, I thought she had a daughter that she takes to school, but then she goes on to say, oh, how do I keep forgetting that she's gone? Because there, there were a lot of confusing scenes because I couldn't quite, at a point, I couldn't quite separate an aunt's hallucinations and uh, fantasy from the actual movie itself. But then at the first thing when they show us that she took her daughter to school and all that, in her bathrobe and she had her neighbors gossiping like ah, about her acting crazy and all that, then she realizes that, oh, her daughter is gone and all that. She suffers from umbrophobia, that's the fear of rain. And at first I actually thought, okay, she probably lost her family in a car accident on a rainy day. But no. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to shock you that that's not the case. You just wait and see. I know. She al- almost always drops bowls of casseroles, like, all the time throughout the scenes. After grabbing them out of the oven with her bare hands. And she goes like, oh, how did I forget to wear the, wear the gloves or whatever? Man, how could that even be an opening scene? But then... The producer decided that it's the best fit as an opening scene. What do I know? And just like the woman in the window, the series The Woman in the House starts, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window starts when a, move, a family moves across the street. And then she finds out from the little girl that the family is motherless. Her mother is already late. And then typical Anne immediately starts picturing them as her potential new family since her ex-husband seems to be moving on. Yes, her ex-husband is not late. He just left her after the whole um, child death death scene and her coping mechanism was quite bad. She started mixing medications with alcohol. She just became a drunk and the young man was practically basically tired of it and he moved on with his life. Next scene we see Anne passing out in the rain I'm like oh please you already know that you have a problem why go out in the rain in the first place 
and then all of a sudden we see the new guy across the street saving her from the rain and they almost immediately have a romantic dinner like seriously somebody had just missing for the first time she passed out in the rain and you have time to your house the next thing is a dinner date in your house with your with your daughter wow so it works that fast for and do you know but then it's a movie we can excuse them and immediately after the dinner she she then after the whole dinner thing she then goes on to read the man's uh, daughter a bedtime story like seriously that same day okay oh, i won't say much then in next episode we get to know that so-called neighbor is daughter's new guy actually has a girlfriend and i'm like okay you had a romantic dinner with this lady you had a lot of opportunities to bring it up not like they talked love on the dinner but the setting of the whole dinner thing was quite intimate and all that you had time to bring it up that oh i have a girlfriend but then you didn't mention it and at this point i'm literally rich literally rolling my eyes but then anna isn't really handling the situation quite well because she just found out that oh these people that she was planning planning on being our potential new family already has a mother figure so she goes on to fantasize about murdering this new guy's girlfriend which happens to be called lisa that what even resulted to her fantasizing about is that okay she found that the new guy that's his name is new and his daughter elizabeth they have a thing for art and and also is an artist she likes to draw but she hasn't been drawing for a while that's after the death of her daughter so when she finds out the news daughter elizabeth no not elizabeth elizabeth is the name of her own late daughter news daughter's name is emma loves to draw also and so she goes on to gift her a pair of crayon and while she's taking the crayon over to the house she meets lisa by the door who collects the crayon from and and doesn't point out the fact that okay she's giving this uh, crayon to emma as a gift from Anne. then later on Anne finds out that lisa wants to throw away this uh, the crayons that she gifted and and confronts her about it and that's when she started fantasizing about murdering and <laughs> and also Anne's neighbor doesn't seem to like her because they are a little weirded out that she keeps on showing up to school to drop out her daughter as in the dead one and then they just believe she's point blank crazy so at this point we get a backstory of what actually happened with her daughter and why she suddenly can't go out in the rain oh so apparently it was one of those days that they decided that it would be bring your kid to work bay that's between Anne and her husband that's her ex-husband douglas so when she, they start this backstory me as the viewer i immediately assumed that oh Oh, probably they got into a car accident when it was raining on the way but no that's not the case it just happened to be raining on that said day that elizabeth went to work with the husband douglas 
and he works as an FBI forensic psychiatrist for serial killers. So I think he had an appointment with one of these, one of his uh, serial killers, psycho patients, and he took Elizabeth along into the interview room with this so this said patient, and then a, a one of the workers in the prison or whatever comes to call his attention or some on something and he leaves elizabeth the eight year old alone with his patients and we find out that the patient is a cannibal killer massacre mike like he literally kills his victims and eats them and i'm like who leaves an eight year old with a serial killer man this show is quite chaotic <laughs> and the show goes to tell us that Mike kills and cannibalizes, you know, he kills and cannibalized Elizabeth in the cell. And I'm thinking at this point, okay, the first attempt that he will make at attacking Elizabeth, didn't she scream? Weren't other people around to hear her scream? Ah. But then, what do I know? And because it, the whole idea of Elizabeth following Douglas to school was Anne's idea to start with. She blames herself for everything and it was raining that day. So now she has um, she now has homophobia. And that's just the case. There are moments in the show when I was just being, I was just like, man, this, this, they are, these people are just being plain ridiculous. And they don't really care about what we think. They just want to put something out there. But then... And there's a scene where Anne's friend, Sloane, tries to talk to her. She goes on trying to be all serious and saying that because Elizabeth, Elizabeth died doesn't mean you have to die with her. For to me, for that comedy, I felt that line should not have sounded as serious as it was because it, it should be comical at some point. It should have sounded more like uh, Sloane telling Anne that, okay, Elizabeth was murdered and eaten that day, but that doesn't mean you need to let it eat you up. You get right? You see what I did there? <laughs> okay. Typically, like every, almost like every lady with a crush on her neighbor, and decides to go on a stocking spree online to find out more new and all that. And in her stocking, she comes upon Lisa's page that has a news girlfriend and finds out that new uh, Lisa is actually cheating on new with a guy called Sexy Rexy. And then once again, she resumes her fantasy of being a family with Neil and Emma. And while in this fantasy land of us, there are times that I get confused on what is actually Anne's fantasy hallucinations or what is the real sin. But at this point, why she's fantasizing about being the perfect family we knew? They, she sees Lisa being stabbed in the neck and bleeding out from the window. And she begins to panic. Then she tries calling the cops. She runs out to try and help uh, Lisa. But obviously, it's raining. And then she collapsed. And to me, at this point, I felt the logical twist 
here would have been because I think there was opportunity at this point. It was for to like, okay, ignore what she saw. She saw then that Lisa died. Then she probably uses it to blackmail Neil since she always wanted a perfect family with Neil and she's head over heels in love with the idea of being family with Neil and Elizabeth and just blackmail Neil into accepting her into their life and all that. But then she always has to have it in the back of her mind that she could get killed too because she believed that it was Neil that killed Lisa. But then they didn't do that. And just like the woman in the window, Anne is told by the cops because they uh, later on came around because, you know, she called them earlier. Then when she wakes up, they let her, they try to make her understand that Lisa isn't actually dead. She's, she went, she's on work she, because she works as a hair hostess. So she flew out or whatever. But Anne, being Anne and a paranoid self, just wouldn't let go. And I, for one, almost believed that she didn't actually see what she saw. But then, apparently, what actually what happened was actually true. Then she goes on to accuse Neil. She breaks into the house, tries to find out uh, evidence to incriminate him. She tries all her possible best to find out why or uh, who murdered uh, Lisa because she believed that it was Neil that murdered Lisa. She just didn't drop the case. Then we had a scene where uh, that guy that she found out was cheating with uh, Lisa, that's the sexy Rexy, came to her house, tried to because he be, he thought he also thought that because he found out that she followed she was talking him online because and being the mad woman that she's created a an instagram page a sexy page for herself that she used to follow sexy uh, rexy to find out more about him so he used that as an opportunity to stalk her to then find out where she was living they didn't really explain it like this but me i believe that was the most logical explanation for him just showing up in her house randomly then she shows he shows up at her place that's her aunt's place and accuses Anne of being um, Lisa's new partner, then he goes to explain to and uh, okay, he and Lisa they're actually dating and they have this business deal where they find rich people and then play what plot on how to get all their money for themselves and run away with it. And me happened to be one of the victims that they were working on before all of a sudden couldn't hear from. Uh, Lisa again and then Anne tries to explain to him that oh she has nothing to do about this and she she at this I felt the logical is, uh, thing for her to do at this point was probably call the police but she didn't call the police and the next thing we see is there's a sexual tension between Anne and this sexy Rex Rexy that just came to her house out of nowhere with the intention of harming her in the first place and the next thing they have sex then the next thing well sure the the series was sure confusing to some at some points and oh but now to cut the long story short 
I shall, I shall found out that the killer in your series all along was Emma, that's news daughter. And it's shocker, right? Yeah, big shocker. She was a killer all along. That's uh, the neighbor's daughter, that's news daughter, Emma. That she actually killed Lisa and also killed her mother because she was going to have a new baby and she wanted to just be the only child. And she also killed her teacher for being annoying man the show the show had very confusing style Shia left a lot of people confused but then it's not it's not a bad watch at the end of the day i didn't hate watching it it's easy to watch and the way they ended the series if it seems like there's going to be another parody probably going to be titled the woman in the plane but who knows my decide to make it a very long ass title because at the end of the series, the final episode, we see where and decides to take a new leaf. She boards the plane to a new place. Then there's a woman that comes to sit beside her on the plane, and the next thing she finds the woman dead in the bathroom. But then when she calls an a plane, one of the plane attendants to to come and see the scene they they showed that there was actually nobody on the plane and they go go ahead to tell her that there was actually nobody with that identity on the plane in the first place and this has always been vacant but then when she goes back to sit down she sees something on the chair that happens to be for the woman that she believed was on the plane with her you see very confusing but then if you want me to give an extended review on the series on the rest part of the series you can let me know by leaving a comment on any of my socials so today i just basically talked about the movie i watched i don't know if this i feel like this episode was quite boring but but then i don't i don't think it was that boring maybe so so thanks to anyone who listened from the beginning to the end. I do appreciate you taking the time to to listen to my podcast. And thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you all are having a fantastic day. Well, catch you all later. On to the next.